Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Edo, as we say, fuck Androby, welcome to No Chofters. I'm Stel. We are doing a Real Sociedad preview. And I have a gentleman right here who I've known for many, many years. He's a La Liga expert. He's got his own La Liga podcast, for fuck's sake. And he's got a lovely app, an FC quiz app. Jonas Yeva. Brother, what's going on? All good, brother. All good, man. Man, yeah, yeah. Speaking about how many years we've known each other, man. Fuck, it's got to be. I'm even cursing already. Um, no, it's got to be. How long is it, man? Like 10 years now? 10, 15 almost? And we go all the way back to the old uh, OWMF, WMF forums, aren't we? 2010, brother. 12 years. Yeah, we got to go way back then. <laughs> you know, the old, old wrestling soup and all that stuff, man. I yeah. remember. I remember all that stuff. Yeah. Man. That was, you still listen to I, that? I do from it. I do from time to time, man. I, I I it's been a long time since I spoke to Mish, but it's been like the guy, you know, obviously to the people that don't know, that's the guy that we both know, I think, or at least one of the hosts of, mm-hmm. of Wrestling Soup. I've known him since I was damn, I must have been like 12, 13, 14, something along those lines. Man, I'm 30. I'm 30 now, man. I'm making me feel old, bro. Fucking hell. I had I had <laughs> hair back then. Jesus. Yeah, me too, don't now, worry. Yeah. <laughs> What happened? We got Henningberg vibes now, bro. <laughs> yeah, well, you couldn't touch our beards, though. That's that's for sure. Nah, 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 nah. Fuck that, fuck that. But yeah, listen, before we talk about this game, and, and obviously you know you're in La Liga, talk to us about the app that I just mentioned that you yeah, developed well, yeah. for your team, lads. Yeah, well, we, we're uh, we're developing or have developed uh, FC Quiz, uh, which is a quiz app, obviously, for people to test their knowledge on everything football. We have a, a daily quiz, which comes out, obviously, daily. We have weekly quizzes of um, La Liga, of Bundesliga, of Premier League. We're con- constantly developing. We have big match quizzes for the big matches at the weekends. Uh, we're introducing something new now called the Superstar Quiz, in which you can quiz about your favorite player. Uh, and we're in, we're continuously developing, continuously trying to get new stuff out there for people, new game modes and everything along those lines. Right now, you're you're playing against the world, but soon we hope to have head to heads and group challenges and everything along those lines. So, hope people uh, give it a shot, give it a chance, and obviously, uh, once it gets up and rolling, obviously there's going to going to be an ammonia quiz. Of course, that has to be that has to be the end goal, isn't it? Come on now, come on now. And so it's available on iOS. It's available on Android. Yes, sir. Both of those and also in desktop on, on fcquiz.app, uh, which is the, the website. You can play on there or you can play in the app. I mean, I, I kind of tend to play in the app now because, I mean, I can do whatever, whenever, whenever and wherever I am. But, I mean, if you prefer to do it on desktop, then, then that is as fine. Lovely. Well, I'm going to put the information in the description at the end of this pod. Augusta is already pumped up. Let's go, Shilaka. So, we're playing Real Sociedad tomorrow, away from home. Um, this is our second group game this season. Last season, we were in the Conference League, the year before in the Europa League. Didn't start well last week, losing 3-0 to Sheriff. In fact, the first minute was going to be a fucking disaster after going a goal down. I saw the press conference earlier with Neil Lennon, and he was posed a question by... 
one of the journalists, um, the Sociedad head coach, believes that we're going to play two systems and the club are really equipped for it. But let's talk about Sociedad. I know they lost Isaac a few weeks ago joining Newcastle, but they've got David Silva. What can you tell us about this Sociedad teammate? Well, you're saying that they, that they lost Alexander Isak, and they have. They also lost his replacement, which is Umar Sadiq, because he's out with a, a cruciate injury. Uh, he got injured at the weekend, actually, against Getafe, um, which was a freak injury, obviously, off-the-ball injury. Um, tore his cruciate ligament in, in one of his knees, so he's out for the season, which is a huge loss to them. I mean, they spent about 20 million euros to get him in as the replacement for Isak from, from Almeria. Uh, Isak obviously went for 70 million euros to, to Newcastle. So obviously they, they, they made a bit of money on that, but that is a huge blow to them. Um, so they'll be hitching their wagon to my countryman, which is Alexander Sörlot, who uh, a lot of people might remember from Trabzonspor when he played in Turkey. He was extremely impressive there. I mean, he was um, a house on fire when he played in Turkey. Uh, hasn't really clicked on in, in uh, RB Leipzig, but he was coming... It was coming good in, in, in uh, La Real at the end of last season. Obviously, he was then loaned back out to, to La Real for this season again. So that's that's their, uh, I suppose, their main striker. But they've done some shrewd signings. I mean, they uh, Bryce Mendes, who's come in from uh, from Celta Vigo, has been, been quite impressive. You mentioned David Silva there. Mikel Merino, according to their manager, Alguacil, he says that Merino is the best player in La Liga. And then, obviously, you can take that with a grain of salt, I suppose. But... Uh, but still, in terms of their, their offensive qualities, they, they have, I mean, they're, they're stacked. I mean, Takefusa Kubo plays there as well. I mean, they, they're they an exciting team going forward. It's at the back where uh, they, they've been good, but it's kind of weird because the players that they have at the back aren't necessarily players that you view as, as superstars. Um, Robin Lenormand, who was one of the, the best centre-backs last season, he's injured, so he's not going to play. But, but I mean, they, they still have players that, that are able to do a job, and they're a decent, cohesive unit at the back. Um, and, and they become sort of known for, for winning matches 1-0. So, so I mean, it's, it's come to a point where they call it uh, uno seroismo, which is basically uh, one nilism, uh, which they've uh, made into a thing now. And... And uh, I believe last season, I, I think they were the team that won 1-0 uh, the most in Europe. I think they beat Roma to the amount of 1-0 uh, wins. So if they are to beat them on the other, I would, if I'm a betting man, I'd, I'd bet on a 1-0 win to, to Real Sociedad in the case that they win. Tell us about the system that they play, mate, because we anticipate Lennon to go with a 3-4 one uh, two one that's the system that we've been playing most of the season or three five two we got a good result home and away against Ghent in the qualifier two two nil victories which surprised most of us we didn't expect to get anything let alone you know four nil aggregate victory but as I mentioned Sheriffs was a disaster what do you anticipate from from Sociedad They've done, they've done a lot of different systems themselves. I mean, I, I would anticipate them to continue to go with a, a sort of 4-4-2. They, they, at times, they've played a 4-2-3-1 as well. But this season, or at least against Getafe, they actually tried to play with both of their strikers, with both Sadiq and, and, and Sörlot. And obviously, Sadiq went off injured and, and it kind of fell apart. But, but they have Raiz Mendes, who I think is... Uh, I'm not going to compare him to Frank Lampard, but he is the same type of player in the way that he arrives late into the box. So giving him a free role, perhaps, behind the striker would, would be smart. I mean, we saw a little bit of that last season as well, in which Alexander Sörlot played alongside Alexander Isak, uh, in, in which Isak sort of had a free role. 
and Sarlot was more of the the main striker, if you can call it that. And, and I mean, it didn't result too much in, in a lot of goals, uh, unfortunately. Uh, they didn't score that many goals. I believe they had like a goal difference of plus two, even though they, they finished the season fifth or sixth. Um, so, so they're at a side that, that's not known to score many goals. But I'd expect them to come in a in a 4-4-2 system. They tried, obviously, the diamond against uh, Getafe. So um, I'd expect that to be a system that they go for, even though... I think they could also go for four-two-three-one system, given that they have, uh, for example, Kubo playing as, as one of the one of the wingers, and giving him a free roaming role would uh, would be quite beneficial to their attack, which is still, in my opinion, quite frail. So, would you say they're more potent uh, through the middle than they are in wide areas? I'd say so. Uh, I'd say they are, and but that ba- is basically because most of their best players are. Uh, central players, I suppose. I mean, Merino, as I mentioned, is he, he even though I, I don't necessarily agree with Alguacil saying he's the best player in La Liga, I think that his way of being a playmaker is going to cause uh, cause havoc. I think he's tremendous at just keeping the ball and advancing with it. Also underrated um, in terms of headers and such on, for set pieces. David Silva is obviously going to always seek the central in, in, in midfield. And and, uh, and I think that's sort of obviously he's a bit of a roaming striker. But at the same time, obviously, when he's in front of goal, it's always dangerous. So so I think that their spine uh, is perhaps where the strengths are, even though I, I also think that uh, the signing of Muhammad Ali Cho, uh, I, I absolutely love his name, Muhammad Ali Cho. It sounds like a, an absolutely fantastic name. Yeah, yeah. I think that I mean he might be the knockout here for for Real Sociedad. Oh, look at this guy! <laughs> That's going with a pun, right? <laughs> uh, I mean, he, he does float like a butterfly and sting like a bee at times. He does. Uh, <laughs> no, but he's he's he is rapid. He is fantastic, and I think that he might be the one to come into to that uh, striker role alongside Serlot. Um, I don't think that he necessarily fits this, the profile of of Alexander Isak the way he played last season. But he's been refreshing. I mean, he, he's one that, that uh, quick movements, incredibly good at finding space, reminds me a little bit of Daniel Sturridge at times. Uh, and, I'm, and I'm talking about the good Daniel Sturridge, not necessarily the one that uh, didn't get a, get a play anywhere else. Um, well, the, the, the Daniel Sturridge at Liverpool, not the one in Australia. Yeah. There you go. There you go. That's the one. Uh, it reminds me a little bit of him. I, I'm, I'm, I'm impressed by him. He's also a new signing. So... In terms of signings and in terms of improving their side, I think that uh, La Real has been perfect this this summer. Um, it all depends on how they how they get it all to blend and mesh. And, and, I, and I do think that the, the loss of Sadiq and the loss of Lendroman at the back, as well as Oyar Sabal still being out injured. I mean, Oyar Sabal is he is the star of the team. Uh, he's also out, ironically, with a cruciate injury. So so they're um, they have they have some injury problems here. I expect Sociedad to outplay us. I expect them to have a lot of the ball. We're going to talk about, you know, percentage possession. I expect them to move the ball very quickly. But at the same time, I'm kind of hoping they'll be susceptible to from, from corners, set pieces. Have they got that kind of weakness in them? I'd say so. I, I'd say so. And, and I mean, the... the, the... I suppose the individual brilliance of some players. If, if I, I've got to be honest, I'm not as familiar with Omonia as I am with with La Real. But if you have that one standout player that isolates defenders, 
that's something that they've struggled with time and time again. You saw it against Barcelona, for example. They, if there is one player that is able to isolate and sort of drive at them, as I said, their their defense is sort of a, a a Frankenstein's monster. I mean, it's not necessarily a a a lot of really really good players, but they're a cohesive unit. And I think that if you can find that one player to to isolate them and to drag them out of position, I think that's a way a way of beating them. Uh, and I think as well, I mean, you're talking about set pieces. As I mentioned, Lenormand is out and, and he is perhaps the best set piece player that they have. He, he throws himself at everything. So not having him in the side is obviously going to make them a little bit more susceptible to to, uh, to set pieces. But but then again, I'm, I'm not necessarily sure that, that that's where you beat them. Uh, they are a physical side. They are a rugged side, uh, but they're also able to play some some nice football. Well, one of the gripes that I had, or I've had for the past year and a half, two years about this club is the lack of physicality, the lack of lack of leadership. Back in the last <laughs> season, we saw a lot of desire and fight and hunger in this team, which you kind of expect from a Neil Lennon side, especially when we went down to 10 men in, in derby games and ended up winning. Even the cup final, we were down to 10 men after five minutes and ended up winning on penalties. And as I said, we had that fighting spirit. But this season... They've been very weak, very brittle. And the other concern I've had is once we go a goal down or even concede a goal, be it having been a goal up, their heads drop. We can't do that in a game like this because we saw against Sheriff, okay, granted, it wasn't a 3-0 scoreline. They didn't pound us. They didn't batter us. They were just more physical and quicker. But we made our own mistakes. Do you get what I'm saying? You know when, like, yeah. you... You give the goals. That's what happened with us. The three goals that we conceded, we, we gave them away. But against a side that's very physical, quicker on the ball, we're going to struggle. So yeah. I'm half expecting, as I said, Sociedad to dominate possession. But at the same time, it's a Neil Lennon side, you know, and there's always that element of all, he, all you need is one half chance and... To, to get that opportunity, you might get something out of it. It's, it's more hope than anything, bro, honestly. Yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying. But, I mean, you're saying that there's a, it's a Neil Lennon side, but are the Neil Lennon players? I mean, it, it, do they have the players to play his style? Well, he's, he's brought in three players of his own to start that one. <laughs> well, look, I ain't going to lie to me. Lie to you. If, if we go with the three central defenders that played at the weekend, we're going to get hammered. Let's just get it that get it right. One of them is Hector Yuste. I don't know if you ever heard of him. He played for yeah. Granada. He's thirty-four yeah. years old. He's not very quick, but you know he's experienced. I guess we've got Adam Lang. That's a Hungarian international centre back, but he's made numerous mistakes already this season. Nemanja Milicic came in from Partizan Belgrade. Good defender, but again, he looks a bit nervy at times. And you know, as as strong and physical as he is. When you have a central defender that lets the ball drop himself getting out of play, you've got to question what's going on in his head. But, you know, going forward, our wing-backs, you know about Lesiax, obviously, because yeah, he played in, yeah. uh, in Switzerland and you know about him very well. Um, I played in Norway. Norway Yeah, he played for my team here in uh, in Oslo. So, yeah, no, I know, know about him. He's He was decent here, but I think he's been even better since he's left, to be honest with you. Well, two years ago, he got 16 assists in the league, which was quite impressive. Last season, go. he went off the boil. This season, he's been hit miss or maybe. So, again, we're, we're expecting more from him. But the thing is, because of that that season he had that was so good, a lot of people expect that same level. And you can't, you can't carry on 
getting 16 assists every season as a, as a left-back. I don't think even Trent has done 16 assists every season since since playing at Liverpool. So it's, it's going to be very difficult. But at right-back, we've got Adam Matthews, who came in from Charlton. He played under Lennon at Celtic, did very well against Barcelona in that famous victory. Midfield, we've got Fuad Bashiru that had a spell in, at Malmö. Um, mm. We brought in Kasama from Haas, I think. It's a club he played for, if I'm not mistaken. Um, mixed Diskarud, as you know, Norwegian-American. He, he could play. Um, we have... Who do you think? Maybe Bruno Bruno Felipe might play. He was at Sheriff last season. He'll probably play as a number 10. And then we've got uh, Karim Ansifarad, the Iranian striker. He, he might start. But then again, we've got a lot of youngsters. We've got Luis Zhu. We've got uh, Hambos, who has done really well. Scored twice against um, against Ghent. So again, we, we don't really know what system and what lineup he's going to play at the moment, um, especially given the, the the recent form we've had. We lost at the weekend to Abolon, we lost to Sheriff, we lost to a team called Agridas, which got promoted. It, it's been a topsy-turvy season already, but Oman is like Jekyll and Hyde, bruv. Like, we might play against a team that no one gives us a chance of winning, but we'll get something out of it. And then we play yeah. against a team that, you know, we're expected to get three points and they'll soak the pitch to the point where the ball gets stuck in it and then you lose 1-0. Yeah, no, it, it sounds... What I was going to head for here is that it sounds like this is sort of the... Um, I mean, this is sort of one of those matches that that these players know that they'll be they'll be noted on, on certain scouts' lists if they do if they do have a nice match. And I would think that viewing the opposition here and viewing that La Real is a top Spanish side. I mean, they're, they're a great side and, and obviously they're a team that... They make noise in Europe. They make noise uh, at home in Spain. So obviously, if Omonia make noise against them, and that is something that will be noted down. So I mean, this has to be that alongside obviously the Manchester United matches. I think is sort of this is when Neil Lennon gives that any given Sunday speech in the dressing room, and and a lot of those pe- a lot of those players. I mean, you're saying that ah oh, well he's a hit and miss. Well, this is the match where he's going to be a hit. I'm pretty I'm pretty certain of that. But it depends on if the individual quality is good enough to fend off a, a La Real side who for the better part has been quite cohesive. I mean, there there is, there's not really one big, huge star in this team. I mean, they are pretty much a solid unit and, and that's, um, I suppose, if there's anything that you can really give Alguacil a lot of credit for, it is that that, it, that this team is a lot of good players, but I would say that as a unit they are better than the sum of just one player. Um, before I'm going to ask the viewers to ask their questions, um, because I know some people are going to be asking questions about Sociedad and obviously a lot of people asking already about Omonia, which is is one here, right? Stel, tell me the truth. Lennon play with the wrong system or not? Look, he's playing with the system that he feels, he's playing the system that he feels he can get the best out of these players. Okay. When we beat Ghent home and away, no one was complaining about the system. But then we lost at the weekend to our bottle on the champions and we were a goal up until the second half, you know, and no one was saying anything until half time. And then the second half happened and then we, we conceded two stupid goals, one from an, a corner, which was a near post header, the shortest player on the pitch beat Militic at the near post. And the second goal, you know, Zrandi, who's a very good player, came from Hydric Split, gets the ball from 25 yards, turns Yuster, who, as I said, Yuster, I've seen Milk turn quicker than him. And he beats the goalkeeper from 25 yards. Now, it had to be a great strike to beat our goalkeeper because Fabi, Fabiana, our goalkeeper, has been was our MVP the year we won the title. He saved 
two penalties in the shootout, which won, which won us a cup. He saved penalties in the shootout to beat Red Star Belgrade, to beat Flora. To, he's been one of our best players, if not our best player. He's probably the best goalkeeper to ever play in Cyprus. So to beat him from 25 yards, it's got to be a special one. So it's easy to slate Lennon for the system. But Lennon isn't the one on the pitch. Lennon was the one who said himself the players didn't play with enough aggression. We didn't have any attacking intent in the second half. So is it his fault? Is it the players' fault? I can't blame the system. Everyone was saying 3-5-2, 3-4-2-1. And you got your system. And the results ain't been great. So... It, it is what it is. It is what it is, man. But um, if guys, guys, if you've got questions about Saucier, that's ours, Honest. That's why he's here, man. Come on, here, look. Here's one here from Mario. He's a Man City fan, believe it or not. So don't hold that against him. Uh, do you think they'll start with their proper starting eleven? Who do they play at the weekend? So do you think they'll play a weekend team or? No, I think that I think that they'll play their best team. I think that they, they view. Uh, I don't remember who they have at the weekend. I should have checked that. But I, I um, they they're going to play their they're going to play their best side because they view European competition as one of the more important things. I mean, they have a whole match as well, I believe, at the weekend. So because they were away now at Getafe, so I, I think mm. that they they view it as. as probably more important to advance from this group and i don't and i think that they view omonia as the second or as their their biggest challenger in terms of um, advancing because i think everyone expects manchester united to go through even though obviously lareal beat them at at old trafford i I still think that united are going to win the group and then it's going to be a dogfight between omonia and lareal and and obviously lareal if they beat omonia they're they're six points up and obviously they they have They have the best, the best sort of uh, start to to the group phase. But um, but yeah, as I said, I, I don't. It could be that, that they change a little bit, considering that they lost at the weekend. But then again, they lost they lost their best player, or at least the, their star signing of of the summer. They lost him rather early in that match, which I think might have affected the players. Mm. Another question here: What's their weaknesses? Weakness? If they have any. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, once they concede one, they they they're set to concede several. I mean, they, they, as I said, they are a very cohesive unit. But once you kind of find the chinks in their armor, it all falls apart. It it, it seems to fall apart rather often for them as well. When it when it does, I mean, as I said, you know, their 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 goal difference wasn't very good last season, and a lot of it was that okay, when when they won their matches, they won one nil, one nil, one nil, one nil, one nil, one nil, one nil all the time. But once they lost, it was. You know, one five, uh, one four, two five. I mean, they once they concede, they seemingly concede a lot of goals. Um, and I still think that their goalkeeper is a little bit suspect. I, I'm not the biggest fan of Alex Remiro, which is their which is their goalkeeper. I mean, they had Matt Ryan as well, but he's obviously moved on. Yeah, he went to Copenhagen, um, didn't he? Was it Copenhagen? Yes, he did. Yeah, he went to Copenhagen. Mikkel Beck's his um, agent, I think. I think Mikkel Beck's his agent, if I'm not mistaken. That might be that might be it. Yeah, Mikkel Beck is a it's a nice gentleman. I've spoken to him on a couple of occasions. Really, really nice guy. Um, but yeah, no, I, I would say that, that once they concede, they concede several, and and it, it, it's all down to finding their kings and their armor. And obviously, once they start doubting themselves, they really don't have that leader in defense that kind of rallies the troops and gets them going. So I mean, if Ammonia shocks them, I, I, I'd be I'd be surprised if they. I mean, eventually they might get back into it, but I, I would be. It would not be. It would not be typical of Lareal to sort of turn the game around. I, I'd say. What would you make of their their centre midfield? Because I mentioned two of our players, Bashiru and and Kasama. 
Bashu is, he reminds me a lot of, and I, this is going to be fucking people saying, oh my God, but he reminds me a lot about Angola Kante and the way they gets about the, the middle of the park, he wins <laughs> the ball back. And he, he's got that tenacity um, and, he's, and he's small. And then you've got Kasama that is a very creative player. He's only played, well, not he hasn't, has he played 90 minutes for us? I don't think he has. He, he got sent off on his debut for two yellow cards, which in, in the UK would have been just a ticking off, but in Cyprus, different rules, whatever. But he's a very creative player, very industrious, likes to get the ball forward, always looks for that ball over the top of, of you know, the reverse pass. He's, like I said, mm-hmm. very good on the ball. Um, can you see Sociedad trying to, I don't know, maybe uh, strangle us in the centre of the park and just keep the ball narrow or get the ball out wide? I'm not, I'm not sure how they play, honestly. They're probably going to try and get the ball out wide and then move it central again. Uh, that's that's how they usually play. And, and you're talking about uh, Omonia's central midfield being good. I mean, Martin Subimendi and, and Mikel Merino is, I mean, they're they're a class apart. I, I mean, Subimendi is. A lot of people are comparing him to to Chabi Alonso, which tells you all that you need to know about that. I mean, they come from the same system, so obviously the the comparison is easy to make. But and then Mikel Merino is. He's probably going to make the, the Spanish World Cup squad at least. And he might even start a couple of the matches at, at, in Qatar. So so I think that they, they have a midfield and a central midfield that's just... it's. I mean, they outplayed Manchester United at times. So, I mean, I, I don't think that that's necessarily going to be where Omonia should should attack them. I think they should more so try and try and force their... Uh, their fullbacks into one-on-one situations, and and considering the fact that Amonia play with wing backs, I think perhaps trying to double up on on, on the fullback and try and get the ball into into the box and and see if they can force you know perhaps an error from Alexi Demido or someone some, one of the defenders obviously is going they have the, they have flaws in them at all times, so I think that trying to get the ball into the mixer as they say in the UK and and try and scramble around uh, I think would would be one way of beating them, if not for individual brilliance. Do you think we can get them with balls over the top on the counter? Depends on how fast your attacker is. Mm. But, but yeah, but yeah, I mean, you could. But then again, I, I if it was Lenormand, I'd say no chance. But now, considering that he's out injured, I'd, I'd think that we, I believe it's... I'm not quite sure who they'll play. I, I mean, Aditz is probably going to play. Um, yeah, I, th- I think that... It's easier now than perhaps before, but I'm I'm not sure, man. I think I think counterattacking them would probably be be the way, and I think that's what you have to hope for because I think that Ladeal is going to to have a lot of control on ball. But then again, if you if you're playing a, a five at the back or three three central defenders and two wide backs, I think that or two wing backs rather, I think that um, counterattacking is at least the counter will be there for them, um, and it depends on if they're able to to utilize that. And obviously, they need to get. That's the thing. Once Lareal lose the ball, they'll be eager to win it back straight away. They're, they are of the Spanish school in that way. You know, you lose the ball and everyone kind of swarms the player on ball and tries to get him to, to concede it again. So to make that first pass out of out of the first line of the fence will obviously open up the park for them. So I think that's going to be one way of beating them. Uh, if they're able to sort of base their attacks, Lareal are going to fall deep and, and they're, not, they're trying to narrow the spaces between the defenders as much as possible. So it's a side that's very good at both the high press and also sitting deep. So when you're talking about flaws and, and where can you beat them, there really isn't that many chances to beat them unless you get that first goal and they become sort of a little bit desperate to get get the equalizer uh, in which they open up space more. So 
it's a Oof. team that has a that has a plan a. They, they, they remind me a little bit of um for those who remember that for the, the arsenal side under unai emery i mean they were quite oh, okay. good at defending they were good at defending and they had the narrow spaces and they sort of they they were they were very well organized both offensively and defensively but once they they fell apart they really fell apart so that's sort of a little bit how i'd view um this lateral side but they have they have more individual brilliance that they had than they had last season apparently you need the ammonia jersey for your water brand out we'll sort that out for you yeah yeah i was i was gonna say say because i have this one that's the lateral shirt and then obviously considering i'm from norway (laughs) i had to have the norway shirt but i was thinking i was like damn i should have had an ammonia shirt here but i don't we'll we'll send you a no chuff this shirt man we'll get you one of one of our ones made up don't worry yeah i'll I'll hang that on my wall proudly. <laughs> uh, there's a question about the, the pace of the players, which you've obviously mentioned. Do you think that they will they will underestimate Omonia? Because Ghent did that. No, I don't think so. I mean, Spanish sides are... It's one of the things that they, they just don't do that anymore. They used to. They used to be very arrogant once they travel there. And you got to remember that Lareal is not a side that necessarily is that used to playing in Europe. So being in Europe for them is still an occasion. It's still an event. It's not like something that they base their season around. I mean, they, they think it's it's a big thing for them to be out there in Europe and playing. I mean, you got to remember that historically, La Real is, is the lesser side in the Basque country. It's always been Atletic who's been the big side. So that they're out and, out and about in Europe and that they're obviously having their their adventures out there is, is big for them. And as I said, I think that if they view this as a chance to sort of kill the group for uh, sides like Omonia and like Sheriff uh, in terms of trying to get that uh, second spot in advance to to the next round. I think that uh, it's incredibly important for Ladeal to advance to the, to the next stage of, of the competition. And I think that they view Manchester United as the side that will win the group. Uh, but I think that they view themselves as the team that should finish second, and clearly so. But I also think that they view... Uh, I would I would expect them to view Omonia based upon what they've already done in Europe to be one of those sides that that could that could obviously steal that spot from them. I think that Sheriff, even though they were in the Champions League last season, yeah, they beat Real Madrid, but it was it was a it was a lucky strike that still will never ever do again, even if he tries five hundred times. So it's just they've got a brand I think new squad, that, mate. They've got a brand they new do. squad, 15, 16 new players, and as I said, they beat us, but I wasn't. I wasn't even really impressed by them. They've got mistakes in them left, right, and center. Their, their two central defenders are absolutely dreadful, mate, honestly. And they're, they're a team where if you press them, they panic and they hit the ball yeah. long. That's what they are. And we couldn't stop them because we didn't press them enough. No, exactly. But that's, but that's. I mean, I, I'm not surprised by that in a way because that's that's a side like that has to do that in, in, in European competition. And, and I think that European competition, it just becomes so cynical in a way and i think that omonia and uh well i suppose sheriff at least they view if they don't advance to the next round of europa league i think that they view conference league as as a real ambition for them i mean i, I think that they would like to play in the conference league and obviously do well because they are a side that based upon the league that they play in they view themselves as favorites to win that league every single season so i think for them being out there in europe is, is going to be incredibly important for them um, and that's why they, they'd rather try and, and be as cynical and as bastardly as possible. And I think that Omonia needs to kind of, I'm not saying that they should adopt that, but I, I'd be, 
I, they could learn a, a thing or two from sides like that. But I, I think that, you know, considering that they'll play against the side that, you know, I'm trying to think. I mean, I would think Aritza Lustondo is going to play in defense. And I would think that next him is going to be John Pacheco, who's obviously coming to the side. And yeah, they have the chance to sort of, they could bully them a little bit, more so than with Robin Lenormand. But you, as you said at the top of the program, I don't think that, well, you don't think that they have the players to do so. So I... I I don't know. I don't know. I don't necessarily see the way that they're going to um, to to pick apart this this La Real side, who's, who has a lot of talent in them, despite the fact that they haven't really showed it that much this season so far. Well, the only hope I have is that Lennon has taken them to one side and had a right go at them, because I watched a press conference after the game on Sunday, and he said there was no leadership, there was no physicality, there was, there was nothing out there. And then a journalist asked, questioned him on the character of the players. He goes, don't you dare talk about my players. Who do you think you are? This and that. I'll sort them out. And from what I've heard, a lot of the players are quite, I wouldn't say they're quite down, but there's a lot of confusion as to what's going on at the moment. And I think that stems from right at the top. We've got a lot of, I wouldn't say issues, but there's a lot of uh, talk about how the president run, runs the club and how the vice president is actually doing everything from you know bringing in players and negotiating and he's a difficult person to work with people have left the club because of him there's a lot of uh, there's a lot going on plus you know we had an issue last in fact this time last year someone set off a bomb outside the vice president's house we still don't know who did it um and again he's not a very well liked guy but at the same time you know this is football i don't know many clubs who who like the people that run it Anyway, I, I digress. There's a question here. Well, there's a comment here. Gagul in Bezos out. Now, we signed a player called Bezos from Ghent in the summer, Ukrainian international. Um, Jeff. He's out of the tender. Jeff Bezos, yeah. JL, we need his money, you know. Uh, <laughs> 18 million euro debt. Yeah, we, we need his money. Um, but Roman Bezos, is, he's got tendonitis. And Gagul Lee is, is, a, is a forward. He came from the academy. He's 21 years old. We've missed him the past few games. I think he had a hamstring injury. But the thing is, the, he, he's come under immense criticism from a lot of fans because he doesn't score enough. But he's one of those players, bro, whereby he's very pacey. He presses. He chases down lost causes. He drags defenders out of positions with, with his run. And I even said to him myself, your off-the-ball work has improved so much in the last two years. But people don't see that. They just see he doesn't score enough yes. goals. But they don't see what he does off the ball that helps our score goals. Now, if he plays, which I'd be shocked if he does, because after coming back from two weeks out with a hammy, uh, I'd be a little bit concerned if he if he starts. But if he gets 20 minutes, half an hour with a game at nil-nil, I think he'll cause a bit of problem. A bit of problem. So let's see. Let's see. Would be the type of player to sort of... I, I think that would be the type of player to at least cost, cause a little bit of havoc for, for La Real. But I, again... Do you take the chance of not starting a player like that and hope that you're still at nil-nil when you reach, you know, the 60 or the hour mark, 70 minutes? I, I, I'm I'm not sure. I, I think I'd start a player like that and have him run. I mean, just just run. Just look, whenever they whenever they try to play out from the back, run. Just get at it. Force them into mistakes. Make them make the make the goalkeeper obviously kick to to throw in. I mean, it's it's that's what I do if I was if I was Neil Lennon in terms of trying to upset one of those teams that that are viewed as, as major favorites just have one of those players run press as much as you can and obviously 
pick up the loose ball, fend for the second ball, chase down the lost causes, as you as you pointed out as well. I mean, doing all those things is, is what eventually at least will drag one of these teams uh, out of structure. And I, and I think that for a side, as I mentioned earlier, for a side like Lareal, that's not something that they like. I mean, they don't like being taken out of structure. They don't like being taken out of their comfort zone. So, so I think that that's, I mean, without knowing more of him than what you've just told me, I think that's one of those types of players that would be beneficial in a, in a match like this, especially against the side that they are viewed as as the underdogs going in. Brilliant. Well, thanks for your uh, information on this club, mate, and your input. Really appreciate it. You know, we had a Belgian journalist on for the before the first leg against Ghent, and we were like, we're going to get absolutely fucking pammed. Absolutely fucking banned. <laughs> and and we, we got a win. We got a win at home. And I thought, ah, it's not done because 2 0 going into the second leg is still half time. And then we won that 2 0. So, look, anything can happen in, in European football. Um, personally, as I said, I'm not confident going into this one. We're clearly the underdogs. But at the same time, I like being the underdog rather than the favorite yeah. because the players that will be more relaxed, there isn't that much expectancy. And at the weekend, we're playing a team that has got recently promoted. So yeah. again, the pressure, the pressure switches, you know? Yeah. So again, it's, it's going to be a difficult game. We know we've got Man United on the horizon, two games in a row, but the final question I've got for you, bro, obviously you're a United fan. United's my team. When you saw mm-hmm. a Monia United, um, <laughs> I bet you, you thought, I wish Henningberg was still at Omonia. That would have been poetic, wouldn't it? No, the first thing I thought was I gotta talk to Stell. That was the th- that was the first thing I thought. Honestly, that <laughs> was the first thing I thought. No, that's it's it's the truth. I was like, oh, it's Stell's team. I gotta talk to Stell. That that's the first thing I thought. So I I'm on it. I'm I gotta be honest because I was in the office because I was following the um, obviously we have a few Norwegian teams that's that's playing in the tournament as well. Um, or at least we have Bulldog Gimp that plays in the tournament. So um, and I was looking at it. I was like, hmm. I mean, could. I mean, they're not going to be drawn together, are they? So I was like, who could who could I view as possible uh, as some, <laughs> something that would be fun for Stell to meet? And it's like, if Stell get Manchester United, that would be nice for him. And then you got him. And I was like, I almost oh, crashed wow. my car. I almost crashed my car. I had the draw on my phone. Okay, well, okay, I shouldn't have had it, but I had it connected to the to the Bluetooth or whatever. And of course you did. Of course you did. Yeah. It goes on morning. I was like, what the? Hand back on the wheel. Fucking hell. Are you going then? Jeez. Are you going to the match then? I'm going to Old Trafford. Um, yeah. the, the the game in Cyprus is going to be very difficult for me. Flights are the, the prices are astronomical to go yeah. to Cyprus, um, and also getting a ticket for the game might be a little bit tricky because you're going to have fans that season ticket holders. So we've got like nine thousand season ticket holders close to, which Jeez. is a, a, a new record. It's a new record. Um, so they get priority. I think there's going to be about sixteen thousand tickets available. So. You've got the season ticket holders, then you've got the corporates, then you've got the away fans. And we might even have one of the stands shut because a linesman got hit with a cup of water last week against Sheriff. Um, so, yeah, but I, I, I don't know if, if, yeah, but no one said anything. Nothing's come out. So perhaps it wasn't a high profile game. So they didn't bother doing anything. And, and maybe our fans have been behaving themselves in the past few years. So they're going to let it go. I don't know. I don't know. So you just never know. So it's going to be difficult, but I've got my ticket for the Old Trafford game. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And I was, I'm being honest. I was like, when I saw it, I was like, damn, that's Stell's team. He's going to be enjoying Cause I, I know that, I know that you're a Man United fan. That's your, that's mm. your team anyways. But 
I was like, oh, that's going to be a... I mean, I, I was saying it's not going to be difficult for you because I know which team you're rooting for. But at the same time, I know where that you have affinity for both both these teams. So I was like, yeah, he's... Going to be, it's going to be, you know, a little bit torn emotionally between the two, but obviously it's going to be all ammonia. But that's it's going to be a fun one for him, absolutely. And I've had Rodri Giggs gunning me for god knows how long because last season he was like, Oh, you lot didn't win the league. And then when we I went to the cup final in, in Cyprus, and when we won it, he was the first person I called, got him on the fucking WhatsApp call Damn on the video. Straight. And uh, he's been gunning me since. So now it's like, oh, yeah, we're going to batter you. We're going to do this. I'm like, all right, calm. Calm yourself, Rodders. Yeah, leave it out yeah. of boil. <laughs> it's got to be. But it's got to. I mean, it's got to be a, a, like a proper rollicking then if the, if, this, if he's going to be able to talk to you like that again. I mean, if they win 1-0 at Old Trafford, what's, I mean, what's that going to do? You know, it has to exactly. be, you know, has to be a proper, proper smashing then. That's it. They've got, they've got to smash us for him to get some kind of yeah. credibility, but I'm not having it until then, man. I'm not having it. I'm not having it. Certainly. But yeah, bro, thank you very much for your time. Appreciate it. Before I let you go, do you want to plug any socials, Twitter, Instagram, et cetera, et cetera? No, I mean, I'm, I am who I am on Twitter. That's Che Evara. That's C-H-E-G-I-A-E-V-A-R-A. Uh, but more so than that, check out the FC Quiz app. I mean, uh, I know that Stella's going to put the... The link in the description for you guys who are watching. Uh, if you want to follow FC Quiz on Twitter, it's FC Quiz app. That's the name of uh, of the app, I suppose, the user on Twitter. Download the app, you know, I, I or uh, what's it called? App Store, Google Play. Go to fcquiz.app uh, and, and play the game. And I'll be happy. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. Again, thank you, brother, for joining me. So, boys and girls... Thank you very much. It's going to be a difficult game. We know this, but we go in this as the underdog again, because this is what happens with us in, in European competition. No one gives us a hope in hell. Sometimes we don't, but you never know what could happen. So we'll be live tomorrow after the game, I believe. I'm not going to be able to do it, but Roy and Chris are going to do it. So fingers crossed it will be a bit in English as well. So some people, because we had a few people commenting after the last pod against our saying, I don't understand anything because the boys were going off <laughs> so angry with the result. It was all in Greek. I'm like, I need to jump on for at least 30 seconds to say the season's done already. <laughs> 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 fuck it. So until next time, as I said, boys and girls, fuck Androbi. Let's go.